0: Welcome back to The Strong Room. Our special guest today is estate and trust planning specialist, Sherry McMillan, founder and president of McMillan Estate Planning. Our topic the importance of estate planning. Sherry is in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. Let's talk about some of the motivators for families um, uh, to complete an estate plan.
1: Well, the obvious motivator would be taxation minimization that most families are pursuing, Peter. We ultimately don't want to give away tax that we don't have to. So most families share with us, you know, I'm happy to pay my fair share of tax, I'm happy to contribute to our community, but I don't want to give it away if I've just unnecessarily designed in a manner that I don't know the rules enough to protect myself. And so, you know, within the scope of the legislation that we do have, most families are looking to optimize the wealth that they've created and keep as much as they possibly can within law. And I think that's a fair approach for all of us. But that's actually a secondary motivation to the first motivation. And the first motivation is actually the love of family, in my experience. And what happens is most families want to make sure that the way in which they design their estate, that they're caring for their loved ones through the course of their life, and so they're not looking for a one particular moment in time they're trying to make sure that harmony is there through their balance of life and then into the next generation and then more practically we also see in the next generation that parents obviously never become um, disconnected from their parenting role and so when they leave these kinds of sizable estates to their children they want to know that the stewardship of that estate is well looked after in the hands of their children so you know unfortunately one of the common desires of families today in modern society is I want my children to inherit it I don't want their spouse to inherit it what if their spouse isn't there later in life and you know this is normal with a divorce rate of 50 percent we want to have those safeguards built into our plan and the wonderful part Peter is if we're proactive About designing around our estate, we can provide these kinds of protections for both tax and harmony in our family, but we must do them proactively. So we have to do them while we're here, able, capable, um, and to get the best benefit from them through our lifespan and then for the next generation to reap those rewards as well.
0: I think the governing theme for this segment of the show is peace of mind. For everybody.
1: It is absolutely that experience that our families share with us when they are complete in their planning. And one of the common uh, statements that is made when the estate plan is complete is, hmm should have done that when I was younger. I didn't realize it would be this easy and this powerful. It makes me feel in control. And so that's, to me, the reward of my work, truly, Peter, is that families feel like they're stewarding what they've created very well through their lifetime. They know they're utilizing the opportunities that exist for them, and they know that they're protecting their loved ones and safeguarding them at the same time.
0: And if they think of it as a life plan, that it it starts while everybody around the table is still living, still functioning still in some cases building assets um, the discussion i think is a lot more proactive and progressive uh, and it's not about what happens when mom or dad leaves leaves the scene it's about what is our plan individually and collectively for the next number of years
1: Well, I think it's an interesting point because in other jurisdictions, such as China, for example, um, the way in which they plan their families' estates is they plan them multi-generationally as a family unit, and um, they're not shy about sharing data with the younger generations and helping one another build up their affluence and wealth together as a group. We're a little bit more um, segmented, obviously, culturally here in North America that we have the privacy of mom and dad not sharing with the adult children and then the grandchildren information. But I think that's changing, Peter, in my experience. And what we're learning from our clients is that people are wanting to establish the understanding of stewarding an estate in every generation. And so that when they have invested their life's work in in their estate, they know that their children and grandchildren will carry it forward. And so it's more of a legacy thought than a Plan, If that makes sense, and the great part is if you do this during your lifetime, you get to reap the benefits and blessings of how it impacts your family. So, you know, more recently, just in this past little while, I've had a client and she has shared with me that she gifted in her lifespan here a um, million dollars to each child present day. In this last year and she was sharing with me what the children chose to do with these values and it's amazing the stewardship these children have taken on with this wealth because they're quite protective of it and she's like you know it just gives me the assurance that I've built the right plan for them because I can see the evidence today of how well they're stewarding this wealth
0: and she's taught them well
1: and she's taught them well and so she's not waiting until she dies to be certain that these um, protections are in play and that they understand Who better is the guide for the children than her? And, you know, ultimately, leaving a few pieces of uh, paper behind with some of your words on it sounds okay in theory. But if you're here to do the job, how much better is that?
0: What's the number one misconception about estate planning?
1: I think the number one misconception about estate planning is that it's about dying. It is about living. It's about utilizing that estate you have created for your care and benefit through your lifespan and then others that you love. And I think if you look at it from that point of view and point of reference, it's actually an exciting endeavor, a fun endeavor, and it doesn't have the daunting uh, negative approach to what most people connotate estate planning to be.
0: I thought you were going to mention the word will in that, but that's fine because I think you're exactly right, that, which is why I like to refer- refer to it as a living plan, uh, but let's talk about wills, the difference between wills and estate plans, uh, and, and, uh, and the misconceptions that some feel uh, about, well, if I have a will, I'm looked after.
1: Certainly, Peter. Well, one of the tricky businesses about will planning, especially here in Canada, because of our dower rights that we have, is a, a will is a document that states where your assets will go upon your demise. So it doesn't address, first of all, your life, Um, all kinds of things could happen in your life prior to your death that could jeopardize your estate, but the will isn't addressing that because it's addressing that one moment of time, the moment you've died. The second thing to know is, very sadly, most people have a misunderstanding about this, is a will is not a tax plan. And so that's often overlooked is families go, well, I got my will in order. My accountant does my books. I should be okay. The reality is there's no planning in that approach. And so what happens is many families give up value out of their estate unduly. Um, In fact, let's say in a company, for example, if you're not careful in your estate, you can have a double taxation. Now, You don't have to have a double taxation if you're mindful about being proactive in your planning of your affairs but if you don't have that plan in place you're going to lose that business to taxation
0: and ignorance is no longer bliss and it certainly can't be used as an excuse
1: no um in, in both um, jurisdictions that I've had the delight to work uh, more readily in, which is both North America and the UK, EU, um, there's no forgiveness out of, uh, for your ignorance. Uh, they simply collect that tax, and in some cases, with penalty. Um, And very sadly, there are many estates out there that I think will be destroyed, really, that life's work will be destroyed um, simply due to the fact that there's a lack of an estate plan put in play. And so I encourage families, you know, to be very... Uh, mindful that it's one thing to build something, but if you don't get to keep it because you haven't put that right plan in place, then there really was no point in building it at all. And so, you know, we've had the more recent experience, Peter, and this sounds peculiar, but there was no plan in place. We actually had a law firm, of all... Of all kinds of firms that went um, belly up in an estate because there was no plan. The lawyers didn't specialize in estate planning. They uh, specialized in corporate tax work and ultimately didn't consider the fact they could ever die. And so when they did pass, we were brought in to assist uh, the remainder family members with how to uh, contend with the government, basically, and the bank outstanding loan and so forth. And very, very sadly, the business had to close. So the reason I share that with you is... You know, it's not assumed that every uh, profession has it handled because what typically happens is when we're good at business, we're good at a particular area of life, this area is something that we don't focus on. It's not something that is of interest most often, and it's usually lower on the agenda list to consider. So certainly proactivity is the key.
0: Our sincere thanks to Sherry McMillan for her contribution on the program today. For more helpful information on the life planning approach to estate planning, we welcome you to visit our website at mcmillanestate.com. This is The Strong Room.